You're listening to the best of Serenade Love Podcast. You're rocking with your boy, Hurricane Righteous. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the podcast. We would love to have you leave your comments below. Anything that you want to add to it, please let us know. We'll be praying for you as you pray for us. And we continue to bring you what we enjoy doing the best in gospel music, news, and entertainment. Thank you all so much. Again, we love you. We love you. We love you. And you are now ready to listen to the latest in the Serenade of Love podcast. Serenade of Love is sponsored by Elegant Warrior, a brand to inspire. For more information on our products, go to ElegantWarriorInspire.com. Tired of hearing commercials doing your worship time? Download Godify now. The first major Christian streaming service. From Jeremy Kim to Kirk Franklin, listen to music commercial-free. Godify is available on Google Play and iOS for Apple users. Stream music videos, podcasts, sermons, and more. Use the promo code Straight Talk to receive your 30-day free trial. That's Straight Talk for your 30 days free trial of Godify. For indie artists, stream your music on Godify by submitting your music to info at GodifyStreams.com. That's info at GodifyStreams.com. It's the full Christian experience. Finally, a streaming service designed for you. Welcome, 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 welcome. You're rocking with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery, the voice of Gospel Radio, a.k.a. Ricky Righteous. And we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about the ministry of sports, uh, dealing with got some fellas here. We're going to just dive into it, man. There's been a lot of sport news going on out there. And we're just going to talk about this uh, last dance, and we're going to get into some with the Jordan Bulls, and we're going to talk about some and how how using sports can help in ministry. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait to y'all hear some of this conversation, man. We kind of talked about a little bit previewing some things that we want to dive into. And uh, and we're going to we're going to just it's going to be a powerful, powerful, powerful moment of just listening in. Uh, uh, it's going to be some sports talking there, of course, but just 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 work with us. And also. I just want to remind everybody, thank you so much. The voting is over. Thank you all so much for voting for me, um, pushing me in all these great areas and uh, just watching what God does uh, for me and this radio show and actually this radio station, too. So we want to thank God for that. And uh, all the ones who's been following us on uh, Facebook pages and uh, Instagram pages, we've been doing a lot of more work on those in those areas and uh, trying to be more social and getting information out there to you. Mother's Day week is next week. Uh, Mother's Day is on May 10th. And we also have a great show coming up for you. I got three powerful women of God who's going to be on the show next week. We're going to try to do a dual thing and try to split the show up and uh, give you a little bit on serenade love and also continue the conversation on straight talk. Um, this is going to be great. We're just going to try to uplift young ladies, um, young ladies all the way through. If you feel like God has called you, you need to take it and listen to this show on women who are not even if you, you know, I call everybody a young lady. But uh, if you feel as if God called you for ministry, you need to listen to this show, especially if you're a female. If you're a female and you feel like you're looking at hurdles, you, you're dealing with uh, other obstacles. This is the show you need to pay attention to because these women here have a powerful message. And I'm looking forward to just sharing their message with you and uh, less of me and more of God and, and more of these women giving their uh, testimonies, not only just their testimonies, but how to get through, how to overcome and how to keep pushing through. So I look forward to that. I tell y'all what, we're going to get y'all to some good music, man, because sometimes, you know, just people get in the way. And this is new from Jonathan McWillis called People. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody, man. We got a great show lined up for you. On the line with me right now, I have three amazing young men, and uh, we just had to bring this back to y'all, man. This is the Ministry of Sports. I got so many compliments off of it, and uh, so many people was talking about how, uh, one, how it helped them understand, you know, opening the door to uh, getting more men to talk to about um, the Lord and how Christ can um, be ahead of their lives, and uh, but using something that... Um, such as sports to be able to open those doors up. So on the line with me right now, got my main man Jay Windsor. And y'all may remember him from uh He That Dwells in the Secret Place song I play all the time on this show. Also, Jason Rutley. Y'all remember yes, him, Mr. Bless My Bless uh Bless My Soul. Yes, sir. Uh, right here on the line. He got a new song out. And also Pastor Marcus Gill's on the line with us today. Y'all remember he kicked it off last week with him on this subject. So uh right back with us. Uh, right here on the show. Thank y'all, fellas, for taking time out your busy schedule to come talk with us. Uh, just no talking problem, about no sports. I know uh, I'm going to get into it real quick. We talked about it. Uh, we talked <laughs> about it. I know I was excited about it. Uh, three and four uh, from the last dance, ESPN's last dance is, uh, has come on. Uh, we, we talked about uh, Jason Rutley uh, Pistons. <laughs> they, they dove into his pistons and uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh so I, uh but uh as a diehard bulls fan i'm gonna be honest with you man i wasn't a big pistons fan I had respect for him but i ain't like them pistons man i didn't like them pistons at all man they were great in my opinion <laughs> good 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 <laughs> but, uh, but let's talk about it. i mean let's uh you know i start with you jason since i mentioned you like what do you think about the documentary so far, some of the critiques that you you have from uh, all all four episodes. Yeah. So, okay, man. This man. This I can go on all day about this because it's so much, so much information. But uh, the first thing is, I I couldn't get over how Scottie Pippen got paid so cheap. Like really? you're the second, <laughs> you know, you one of the top five players, ten players in the NBA, 
and you're like 160 something yeah, in like salary one, one oh, uh, below 112 yeah and i'm like ranking, what yeah. seven year 18 million dollar deal so that mm-hmm. that caught me off guard but i did understand because he came from arkansas you know you know 12 kids in the family that was poor you know two people in a wheelchair his his brother and his father so i get the whole i want to make sure that my family is taking care of anything happened to me i get that i just don't understand how jerry reinsdorf and jerry Krause could be so disrespectful as to offer such a terrible contract i mean that was terrible that was awful well i agree with that especially once the money start to come because yeah. like in the beginning when he signed the deal well it really wasn't a lot of money on the table but, but they could but, have renegotiated that contract like right. after the first championship or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he was the sixth paid highest player on the on the team. Yeah. So that was bad. Um, but then I you know, I listen to a lot of sports radio, I talk to a lot of sports guys. I myself and my best friend, and we have our own podcast as well. And um, but um, you know, everybody's just been talking about how a lot of people, particularly Detroiters, are uh, upset and offended that Michael Jordan uh, was so the way he was about Detroit. You know, he didn't like Isaiah, uh, you know, this and that. You know, they say Jordan was a crybaby. Uh, I mean, a lot of people on, on the Detroit side is going hard on Jordan. Me, personally, I... Jordan is the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life because I've never seen somebody flying through the air. I mean, he just literally felt, he literally felt like he could fly. He could do anything. Uh, he worked his tail off. He wasn't scared of nobody. I mean, we've never seen anything like this. This guy is a machine. Um, I've seen how he broke his foot and came back at the end of the year. The whole team wanted to tank and get a better draft pick. Jordan's like, no, we're not tanking. We're going to win. Like, this is what we're here for. You've never seen nobody like this, man. And these guys these days, you know, you know, that's why I can't understand this whole GOAT conversation with these, with, you know, with these young bucks, man. They get to talking about LeBron. And I ain't got nothing against LeBron, man. But nobody, you couldn't build another Jordan. You couldn't build a guy who had that much drive and pe- he was obsessed with winning yep, but yes, he, he was. wasn't <laughs> but 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 at the same time he wasn't a poor sport when it came to like okay okay you know you know i mean let's shake these guys hands or whatever like that mm-hmm. i'm disappointed in my pistons for not shaking their hand in 91 walking out i know they said boston did it to them and then isaiah grabbed kevin McHale and all that and I'm kind of all over the place, but it, it was just so much to take in, man. I, I, it's a lot. I love, like, I'm a diehard Piston fan. Even to this day, we we trash. We garbage. Um, I don't like drumming. I didn't <laughs> like Reggie Jackson. I'm glad we got rid of both of those guys. I'm glad we starting the rebuild process. Uh, we got Blake Griffin on a terrible contract. We, we ain't going to be able to get rid of him. I love D. Rose and his passion. So I'm diehard Pistons, but I've never hated Jordan. I've always respected his greatness. Um, six and zero in the finals. Once he got over the hump, he wasn't losing in the finals, and that's what I hate. People try to compare LeBron to Jordan. It's like, bro, LeBron ain't even sniffing Jordan's socks, bro. Like he's not even in that. <laughs> Why are we even talking about LeBron James when he started the finals off? He started his career off zero and two, going to the playoffs with the Cavs, and. Why are we why are we even mentioning LeBron being one of the greatest of all time when he's always assembled his team? Michael Jordan never said, Okay, I can't play with uh Horace Grant, go get me Malone. I can't play with Paxson, go get me uh Chris Mullen. He never did that, bro. He always played with the team that Jerry Krause put together. Jerry Krause did a wonderful job. Um, but I love it, man. I, listen, man, I don't want to talk your heads off, man. Cause it's a, I, I, <laughs> hey, I, I was about to say, yeah. Jordan never request a coaching change either. Bingo. <laughs> you know? There you go. There you go. LeBron has controlled his whole career. And I know the times have changed, so I'm not going to act like, oh, this is still 88, 89, 90, whatever. I get it. Times have changed. Players have control. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm actually glad about that. 
that players have a voice now. But it's just, man, let's just, man, let's strap it up and let's go ball, bro. Like, let's let's stop getting into all the politics. Oh, I want him. Oh, I want him. This dude traded a half of his roster three years ago in Cleveland, including Wade. Yeah, he had had, he had, man, they had signed uh, Derrick Rose. They had got Wade over there. They had got, uh, they had got Channing Fry. They had uh, Isaiah Thomas and Ch- uh, Crowder. They had all these dudes. They traded all them cats away. They was like, nope, get out of here. But, you know, I'm Jason, like, you mentioned something about, you know, the younger crowd, you know, yeah. jumping on the wave of, of LeBron. Uh, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm not a Cleveland fan. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. Um, I don't think LeBron would have survived during the era that Jordan played in. You know I what? Said, I got, okay. And I'm talking about from, from a mental standpoint. I'm not talking about physical. Okay. No, okay. From a mental perspective, I don't think LeBron would have been able to take the amount of pressure that was placed on those players during that time frame. If you okay. look at, you know, <clears throat> go back to Detroit. You talked about, you know, that bad boy, if you will, you know, Think about where LeBron is mentally having to deal with that every single night of a team who's known to not to get into your head. Right. They're like, if you come in the paint, you get dropped. I mean, it was, it was, you know, <laughs> during that time frame, think about it, during that time frame, you you could, you could be very athletic, but mentally you had to be all together. You couldn't allow to get, you know, someone to just say something in your ear and it just blow up, you know. Remember that fight that took place when when that happened in Detroit, when you had um, uh, the Freewell incident in New York that, that that took place. You know, it was it was more mental than it was athletic. And so I I think that Jordan, as you mentioned, talking about his will to win, um, not only was it was based on his athleticism, it was a mental approach. You know what I'm it, it, he kept telling himself, I'm going to win. We're going to win. Despite who I have around me, despite what management is doing, despite what the media is saying, we have one focus, and that one focus is to win. I'm not going to jump ship. I'm not trying to outdo the coach. I'm not trying to outshine somebody else. I'm going to do what I know I'm here to do, Yeah, and I'm going to buckle down and get it done. And I mean, they wasn't even trying to, like back then, they wasn't even like, Oh, when is my contract up? I'm out right, here. Right, right. You look at KD and AD and all these cats, man. Y'all supposed to be them dogs. Mm-hmm. Y'all supposed to be alpha males. Y'all supposed to be the first overall pick in the draft. Y'all supposed to be them dogs. That's why I love Russell Westbrook, man. People, he get a bad rap for mm-hmm. being selfish and all those different things. And it's cool. I get it. You know, but at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook wasn't going nowhere, bro. He mm-hmm. like, y'all drafted me here. Right. They traded. They traded Harden. They traded Westbrook. I mean, um, I traded Harden, KD, mm-hmm. Melo, all of them gone. Yep. I'm good. I'm staying right here. And that, he's a and he's a throwback player. That's why I love Russell Westbrook so much, man. Yeah, that made me think about like uh, uh first of all, y'all didn't acknowledge my ESPN backdrop. I tried <laughs> to make it just. Hey, right. I was I was checking you out. That made me think about uh, Magic Johnson. I don't know if you remember, but Magic and I, I wouldn't, I can't quote him exactly, but you remember when they were asking about LeBron joining the teams and when all that stuff started? Magic said their mentality, like 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 Jay said, back in the 80s and the early 90s, their mentality wasn't, I'm not going to team up with these guys. I want to beat you. So if you beat me four, five, six years in a row, me and my squad are going to stay together until we beat you. And that, you know, that part of the competition is gone. I think this year has been the most, I guess, evenly competitive season we've had in a very long time. Parity, yep. You know, yep. minus the super team era that happened in the 2010s. Well, I mean, yep. this I year with the duo era, it still has been extremely competitive. And uh, I just would love to see the, the game get back to that mindset of, listen, we're just going to beat them. If it takes us 20 years, right. this squad right here going to beat you eventually. And I think that's where that passion that Jordan and them had finally beaten the Pistons. I think I think with the duo with the duos <laughs> now, I don't I think they still kinda doing like what, what you're saying, J Rudd, and what you were saying, yeah. uh, all y'all were saying. They're still trying to team up. 
it's only one team in the NBA right now that uh-huh. isn't trying to team up with anybody. They're taking that same squad and trying to make it better every year, and that's Milwaukee. You have to okay. watch out for them yep. Bucks because okay. Giannis is playing just yeah. like those guys did back then. Giannis ain't trying to leave Milwaukee. Giannis yeah. ain't thinking about leaving Milwaukee. Giannis right. like, look, y'all give me a coach. You give me whatever yeah. you need to get me. I'm going to play as hard as I can because I'm trying to win here and win oh, yeah. now. So yeah, what do you – I'm so, just saying that. that. That's just that's just what, what we talk about, like, the throwback player. Like, right. even like Westbrook, he's like, look, I got to go now. I mean, y'all, y'all just killing me. You know, you're not right. bringing nothing into right. me. Right. But with Giannis and the way they build mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, it reminds me of those teams and that those eras. I agree. They're putting uh, a lot into that into that uh, team and with, the, with that the only squad that player. did it right more recently is the Golden State Warriors until they built it organically and they <laughs> was killing. But yeah. when he came, it's like, oh, that's yep. it's a wrap. That's it's a wrap. over now. Yeah. Yep. 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 And now and now all we hear is oh. You know, because even now they're talking about Giannis coming to the Warriors. Even though you know yeah. we we believe that Giannis is 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 trying to stay in Milwaukee, but on the spiritual tip, uh, what Gills was saying, man, listen, Doc, all listen, they don't have that longevity how they had in the Bible. No sir. Now, Come on. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen, I heard him say something. He said in the eighties, nineties, they was five, six years. We ain't going nowhere. We gonna stay right here, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Yep, mentality, mentality. mentality man. Yep, it's crazy, man. Um, you know, you know, our generation wants everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pop it in the microwave. How can I make a quick buck? Mm-hmm. How can I do this fast? Yep. You know, get rich quick schemes and all this. And they don't realize, man. Our parents they worked hard for years till they got that house. That's right. You know? And, and, and the house that they got to work in, and the house that they were probably gifted was a shotgun house, and they had to work. To make sure they transform the shot, transform the shotgun house into something they could really live in, live out of. Absolutely. Now it's funny. That's what I I like about this because this is what this is all about. We use sports to open up to get into the ministry because of what you're saying now is exactly what some some not only uh, young people need, but we also have some folks that that surrounding their forties that still got that mindset of being super young and not really trying to focus on the next phase. Uh, of what they need to do in life. Jason, Um, you said something real real quick that I want to touch on. You you talked about um, on the spiritual side about sticking and staying. You know, Mm -hmm. if you look at what Jesus did, um, he took 12 established men who were already in a thriving career. There you go. Doctors, lawyers, people who were already established in a career. And one man, Mm -hmm. one man said, I can show you how to do much better than what you're doing if you trust my process. Right. Wow. He didn't give them a process to even, it's not like he had showed them a blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's not like he said step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. He just said, you follow me and I will make you better than what you are now. Can you imagine the, comp, the type of conversation <laughs> you would have to have Come on, to go to your household to tell yeah. your spouse, hey, um, I met this man today um, and he convinced me to stop being a physician. I know yeah. I've been doing it for the past 10 years, but he just wants me to follow him and he'll say that we'll, we'll become better. Mm-hmm. You realize the type, of, the, the type of conversation that had to take place inside somebody's household? If you were to go home right now wow. and tell your spouse, hey, you know, I know I've been practicing law for the past 12 years. I'm bumping to this man over at Kroger. Mm-hmm. on aisle seven and he said right. that he could flip my life all i gotta do is stop what i'm doing to follow him the mm-hmm. amount of questions that will come with that these brothers didn't even blink an eyelash didn't wow. think about it didn't ask and they followed him until the process worked now you move it over into the sports side many of us don't even want to begin the conversation without seeing the blueprint come we want to see the championship proposal Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We want to see the end game, if you will, before we begin yeah. the process. The disciples begin the process not knowing what the end game was going to even look like. You know what? Oh. You you right where my mind was when you started talking. You said you mentioned Jesus. Because what I was thinking, you know, thinking about long 
longevity and our athletic superstars today, how different they are than the guys from the 80s and the early 90s. Mm -hmm. When Jesus chose the 12, throughout their experience with him, they never got it until he left. (laughs) So Jesus was the team captain of a bunch of guys who carried the skills necessary to win. Yes, sir. And they never got it. Mm. Jesus never cut them. Jesus never traded them. Nope. Jesus never got rid of them, but he just kept teaching them until they got it. And I think the greatest example of a team leader, Mm -hmm. be Jesus. How many times did people come to the disciples needing their children to be healed and they didn't know what to do and they had to take Jesus in the corner and say, Lord, how'd you do that? And he had to tell them again, these things come through fasting and prayer. How many times, even in the moment when uh, there was a famine in the land and they went to the disciples, they couldn't do it. Jesus had to show up, snap his finger and rain bread and fish so that he can feed 5,000 men, women, and children. Yes, sir. So many opportunities. Even had Judas, cutthroat. Who was the cutthroat on the uh, calves that was messing with LeBron's mom? You know, well, you know, cutthroat. But Jesus didn't say, I need to go get another squad. I'm getting yeah. off this 12. That's a basketball team right there. It is. He stuck with them yep. until they got it, until they won. It wasn't until Jesus left that they looked around and realized, oh, we could do this too. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the greatest examples of a, of a good team captain is yeah. Jesus himself. Because through it all, he didn't give up on his team until they got it. I actually would go a step further, Gills, and call Jesus the greatest coach of all time. Yes, Come sir. On now. The GOAT. Uh, hey, <laughs> he, listen. Yes, sir. That's the GOAT. He put together 12 Hall of Famers. Wow. Where you ever seen that at? Come on. Yep. They were all-stars on their own teams. Mm-hmm. And he put them together mm. and yep. showed them his way. And wow. it's just amazing because if you – could take the top 12 players in the NBA and the top coach in the NBA. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so you exactly made, happened. so you saying the original oh. dream team. Yes, sir. He's, yes, sir. He's no. the original dream team. No, that's because right I there. no, because Isaiah was left off of there. So that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that was. <laughs> Close though. Close though. If you if you let me see. Let me see who I'm, I'm trying to think because you could have took off that squad. I know you could have took Leitner off and put Shaq on there. Yeah. It was, it was somebody else you could have took off and put uh, Isaiah on there. I would have took Stockton off. I would have kept Stockton on there. But uh, I can't think I can't think of who that who that guy was. I would have kept Drexler too. Huh? I would knock Pippen off. Pippen? Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Pippen or Mullen. Maybe Pippen or Mullen. I, I would have took off. Could, he could have sat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I heard somebody else say something else, man. How how dare Pippen be disrespectful, man? He's he's see Isaiah is an alpha, Jordan is an alpha, Pippen ain't an alpha. What do you call the next one? What do you call the the other? The other Robin, one? I don't know. <laughs> you know how it'd be like alpha. aggressive. It's a name for it though. <laughs> it's a name for it though. It's I'm like yeah, beta. alpha beta. Yep. There you go. He's a beta. He's not. You're not an alpha, man. You you talking like Pippen was talking like he could do it without Jordan, and you couldn't do it without Jordan. So let's stop. No, let's yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think so they should have paid that man though. I think yeah. he, he should have got paid. Yeah, but you know what? And but you know what? In the end, he ended up making way more than Jordan when his career was over. Yeah. Um, well, he had two good contracts though. I mean, when he went to Portland yeah. and then Portland. Uh, uh, he only he only played for Houston for one year. Houston paid him about thirteen million, so he went from like two point seven to thirteen, and right. then and then everything in Portland was like fourteen years, I mean fourteen million or better every year. Because mm-hmm. last year he made nineteen million in Portland. Yeah, like they paid him legend checks. <laughs> exactly. They was yeah. like, okay, it's it's just like it's just like when a gospel artist or or not even a gospel artist, but an artist in general, you know, when they don't get a Grammy. They try to make up for it, like okay, okay, we should have gave you, we should have gave you two, three Grammys the first time around, right? Three on the back again. They start flipping them. Any encouraging words y'all want to tell just um, the folks who's listening to the show right now about um, 
you know, the, the two worlds coming together, sports and ministry. Um, I, I guess one, one of the things that sticks out to me, what we kind of been that, that central theme of our conversation has been the mentality piece. You know, even with the coronavirus, the pandemic, you know, you've, I've heard reports about saying, well, there's going to be a higher number of divorces and there's a, um, a higher propensity of pastors losing congregations and, and people not returning back to church because of poor leadership and all those type of things. Um, I think this dynamic of trusting the process and trusting who's in charge has to go back into effect. You know, we can we can have the doctors, you can have the scientists, you can have 45 rambling about whatever he rambles about. But at the end of the day, we have to go back to what God said in his word. And you have to trust the process. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not going to wear the crown, if you will, until you get to the other side. You're going to have to go through the process. And I think that what God is, is teaching us through this process is to trust him. Um, and so my my word is is to those uh, people who are wrestling with uh, giving up or throwing in the towel or feeling like, you know what, I'm done with this whole church thing or I'm done with the Christianity thing. Or, you know, if God loved me, why would he allow this person to die? Why would he allow me to lose my job? Trust the process. Uh, it, it's not going to always be easy. It, he never said it was. But he did tell us that he rewards those who dig- diligently seek him. Um, and so we, we got to stay fast to what his promises uh, are true and, and know that he's he has our back 100%. Amen. That's what's up. Amen. Yep. All right. Anything else? Any, any, uh, any other brothers? Anything else? Well, I'll go. I'll go. We'll say that that's for last. We'll let Pastor get the last. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> I, so I'll just say this: um, I've I've lost a few people, um, not su- not super close to me, but you know I've lost I lost a couple friends, a couple people that I that I know of, a couple people that I go to church with, etc. Um, and it's hard to sometimes it can get hard to. Um, you know, move on to the next day when it's like it's like you're you're closed in all day, you know, with this whole pandemic, um, and you're left with your thoughts. But um, like Jay Windsor said, man, you just gotta you know you gotta hold fast to um, God's promises. You gotta hold fast to the fact that. Um, this is only a season. This is only a test. It's not, it's not going to last. You know, it seems like this pandemic has been happening since 2020 started. I mean, it almost feels like it's been the whole year, but we just gotta, we gotta, we, you know, we gotta keep in mind that God knows best. Um, and that, you know, he's also, he's also put us in a position where we can get back to him mm. personally get in our prayer closets, get, you know, uh, I remember the movie War Room, how the lady had the whole prayer closet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's just a beautiful time to reconnect, to reconvene with God, our Father, because it's about relationship more than religion or uh, certain rhetorics. It's more about relationship. Uh, it's more about, you know, drawing closer to the Father um, and, you know, we've used all these different, you know, sports analogies. Um, but ultimately, man, you know, it's just a blessing, man, to be able to be at home and to 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 get a chance to reconnect with your families, um, to apologize for any any wrongdoings, to reconcile s- situations. I mean, a lot of these a lot of the things that we're able to do, we wouldn't be able to do if we were able to if if life was normal. If we were just out and about doing our thing, our daily routine, we wouldn't have a, uh, necessarily a chance to spend hours a day with our spouses or with our kids or learn different things about each other. Right. Um, so it, it, it's a blessing in disguise. I would just encourage everybody to keep your heads up, man. Like I said, it's not going to last always. Um, but even when you know they open everything back up, still be careful. 
because that second wave, I, I, you know, I believe it's going to be a second wave just because everybody's going to be so excited to hug and kiss and shuck and jive and get right back to life is normal. That's mm-hmm. not the that's not the wisest to do because there's so many unknowns. But uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed my time with Pastor and um, Cardo and Jay. Um, Likewise, brother. But but you know, let's you know, let's just continue to hold on, man. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what I would say to piggyback off my brothers, and it's been an honor to be on with you today, everybody, but I would say this here. Uh, what you do on the court in front of 30,000 fans is only proven by what you do in an empty gym in front of anybody. And I say that to say, I think we're all in a season where we're not being permitted to perform in front of our 30,000 fans. But God has us all in the gym training, working out, doing our own drills. Because as much as we love big revival, I think God has everybody having their own personal revival right now. We're all in a season of personal revival, a personal renaissance. And, uh, you know, as Christians, speaking of sports, we all have the greatest playbook. It's the Bible. It's the word. And in that playbook, Our coach Mm. or our team captain, Jesus, tells us something in John 16 and 33. He says, in this world, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have pandemics. We're going to have crisis. He said, but be of good cheer in the middle of it because I've already overcome the world. It doesn't make sense. Like we talked about earlier, sometimes what we have to do as it concerns following God doesn't make sense. The disciples getting their assignment, quit their job, stop fishing. It doesn't make sense. That's going to cause trial and tribulation. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. So even though it's difficult right now, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to cheer up, be of good cheer. God has already beat this thing. Only thing we're waiting on right now is the full manifestation of what we're going to do behind the scenes in practice to be made manifest when God puts us all back in the game. Amen. Amen. I love like, it. See, I love it. There you go. There you go again. I, I, see, I, I love gotta, it. I, I feel like I can't even. I got to close the show with just him saying that, then cut off. I don't even got to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's so powerful. <laughs> it's just so powerful. Oh my goodness. Um, man, I want to thank you, fellas. Though seriously, uh, taking time out your busy schedule to come on here, talk with us. Um, you know, just inspire some people. I know a lot of people. I know. Uh, 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 Jay, Jay Windsor, you in your area, you down in Atlanta, they got your state reopened, and uh, I know you being extra cautious there. Um, also, um, I think you still have uh, Jay Rutt, I think you guys are still on the stay home, and uh, yeah, until uh, until the Michigan, 15th, I think, of May, to the 15th. Yeah. So, you guys yeah. today, and um, how's things down there in South Carolina? Are you guys are they opening back up down that way, or the beach is closed? So that's the only thing for us. <laughs> they said no beach and uh, no hair salons, no barbershops, but you can do whatever you want to do freely. You just can't go inside of these places. So they haven't given us any date yet. So we're just waiting. Y'all just waiting. Okay. Well, I just yeah. want to say, I know here in Michigan, I mean, uh, uh, Missouri, that they're uh, they're looking to open up on uh, May 4th. So we're, we're all, in other words, just every, all you fellas just be cautious, uh, out there. And I know you will, because I know you all ahead of your households, and and uh, God has really gave you all uh, discernment to be able to do all the things to lead your home in the right way. That's why I have you, great men of God, here on the show, so we can talk about, you know, um, have some fun at the same time, still get a word into uh, everyone that's out there, because I know people are clamoring and they're ready to get out and about and uh, get back to some things. But at the same time, while they're talking about this documentary with, uh, you know, with the Jordan Bulls and all the sports things that people want to get into, uh, they still need to be wise, as, uh, as uh, Jay said, and uh, keep your mind on just like uh, Pat was saying with the uh, keep your keep your mind on your playbook and in your own personal revival that God has put us in. Uh, so, um, I like we, that. I like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, man, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but with that, we're gonna let y'all go. Um, for everybody else who's listening, continue. We got some great Google gospel music coming up for you right here. You listen to Ricardo Montgomery, a.k.a. The Voice of Gospel Radio right here.
He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. And sometimes, the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past. Hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister Leandria here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. All I seem to do is hurt me Hurt me Lord, deliver me Cause all I seem to do
What's up, everybody? I'm Dorinda Clark Cole, and you are listening to my boy, Ricardo Montgomery. Right here, y'all keep it locked. We got some more music. We declare victory. Victory over your life.
during your worship time? Download Godify now, the first major Christian streaming service. From Jeremy Kemp to Kirk Franklin, listen to music commercial free. Godify is available on Google Play and iOS for Apple users. Stream music videos, podcasts, sermons, and more. Use the promo code Straight Talk to receive your 30 days free trial. That's Straight Talk for your 30 days free trial of Godify. It's the full Christian experience. Finally, a streaming service designed for you. Serenade of Love is sponsored by Elegant Warrior, a brand to inspire. For more information on our products, go to ElegantWarriorInspire.com. You're listening to the best of Serenade of Love on KOPN and KOPN.org. 